welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and look at all the trashiest new stories. My name is Erica, and I am your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. My goodness, we made it. Oh, looks like we made it. Got through the, if you're in America, the Thanksgiving holidays. Those are now officially behind us. And all I got was this lousy t-shirt. All I got was four pounds heavier and a, a into a conversation about pronouns, I'm sure, at a gathering. Who knows? Who oh, knows? man. That's rough. <laughs> no. Honestly, I, I just, uh, I, you know, I took um, a little CBD before Christmas, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh-huh. A little, little just kind of vibed my way through it. If somebody said the sky is purple, I said, sounds good to me. Sounds like it is. I am um, the best. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, Sorry, it's just the, it was the best Thanksgiving ever. Cause I just said, you know, I'm just not going to argue with nobody. I'm just going to listen. Whatever they say is fine. I'm just going to be mellow <laughs> as shit. Choose your battles, you know? <laughs> yeah. How was yours? Um, it was good. I, uh, I made a green bean casserole uh, from New York times recipe, which by someone at Thanksgiving, they said, Oh, that website's for communists. And similar to what you did, I was like, okay, yep. (laughs) Sounds good. And so I, but you know, honestly, like by the time I was done with the recipe, it's green bean casserole. If you're making it, it it typically is some kind of combination of green beans and cream of mushroom soup with like fried onion bits on top. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'm going to make this vegan version uh, for myself and it's going to be the New York Times recipe. So it's going to taste better because New York Times recipes are great. Honestly, by the end of making it, I was like, okay, so I just had to steam green beans and cut them, steam fresh green beans and cut them so that they appear to be like canned green beans. And then all I did was just make my own cream and mushroom soup. So I was like, maybe this is for communists because this was <laughs> kind of stupid. Like there was nothing special about that uh, recipe other than it was more fucking work. So, isn't that the special part <laughs> yeah but ex- <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know i was uh i was kind of missing the uh the preservatives that come in a, a campbell's yeah. cream of mushroom soup mm. so oh so oh well <laughs> i made a sopapilla cheesecake which is just crescent rolls oh, cream yum. cheese sugar cinnamon and then a layer of crescent roll on top and some cinnamon and sugar on top but uh you know it's a baking it's a baking recipe sure and there's not a lot of room for improvising, uh-huh. baking. And I'd made it before. It used to be like one of my specialties I made all the time. And so I just was like, I'll wing it. Mm-hmm. And then I, like halfway through, I looked up a recipe and I was like, yeah, I'm fully improvising some of this. I added too much sugar. I put ingredients in at the wrong time. I was mixing wets and dries and dries and wet. You couldn't tell me what to do. It was Julia Childs would have had a heart attack if she'd have watched me make this soap and cheesecake. But you know what it was? Delicious. Damn delicious. Damn yeah. Delicious. Yeah. But I, I just kind of realized you can't really improvise a lot in baking. <laughs> Sopapilla, this is a thing that white people made up or is this authentic? I can't. I'm not sure. My experience with them, uh, if you've ever watched South Park or you live in Denver, you know what I'm talking about. My experience with Sopapilla has exclusively occurred at Casa Bonita. Um, ah, growing up. Okay. And so they bring you like sopapillas that you kind of rip the top off and you fill with honey. And I've never had them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, you know, I've had times in my life where I've thought, I wonder if this place has sopapillas and then I like will order them. And then mm-hmm. I look at like I'm an idiot. So this is actually the first time you saying sopapilla cheesecake is the first time I've yeah. heard it's of this for a long time. The Tex-Mex cuisine. Uh, um, but it is <laughs> sopapilla is a fried pastry and a quick bread served uh, in several regions with Spanish heritage in the Americas. Okay. It is from the... Uh, uh, Spanish, th- that word entered Spanish from the Mozarabic language. Uh, it comes from some of the German sopa, which means bread soaked in liquid. Basically, it's fried dough with sugar and cinnamon. If you haven't had a sopa pia, get yourself to a Tex-Mex restaurant and say, please. Uh, there, it's, it's like a sopa pias come with a meal in Tex-Mex. It's, it's the given dessert. There's no, oh, we'd like to also order sopa pias. It's it's going to come out. Do you want one or not? You know, so it's kind of, um, I grew up with them, I guess. Yeah. 
I didn't realize that Casa Bonita was Tex-Mex, um, but it must be because, yeah, that uh, was my experience is that they, they come at the end yep. and that's the dessert. And, you know, you can order some fried ice cream if you need it, but. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh God. A fried ice cream on top. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Why anyway. are you trash before we get too deep into food talk? Although we just, I'm going to tell you now, spoiler alert, mine vaguely has to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine has to do with uh, consuming, consuming something. So we were, we went to Oklahoma from California for Thanksgiving and I take a lot of vitamins and supplements and pills. I ha- I yep. got my, my pills to keep me healthy. I got my vitamins. Cause I think they do something. I don't know, you know, TBD. <laughs> what I was hitting up against was a, a wall of time on my way to leave. And so normally what I do is I have a little pill counter where I say, okay, this is the 11 vitamins and pills I take in the morning. And then this is the six or seven I take. You know, I normally divide those all up. Well, time was of the essence. And what I ended up doing was I just had two Ziploc baggies. One that said day, one that said night. Because you can't take the entire box. There's too many, you know, there'd be no room if I tried to take all the, 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 you know, the bottles of pills. Mm -hmm. So I just counted out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Drop in the day so I flew with just two Ziploc baggies in Charlotte day and night of loose pills. And when so was like, you make a nice living. I don't understand this. Why are you living this? Maybe <laughs> so much. So anytime I had to whip them out, you know, to take a breakfast or something, he'd be like, I, God damn it. I can't believe you just have day pills. What are you going to tell the TSA if they stop you? Excuse me, sir. Those are my night pills. Do you, you have a prescription for away. these? <laughs> it was just, it was just so trashy. Just literally day. I'll post a picture on our Instagram day, night. And I would have to count out though. Cause you know, all the pills look different. So I have to go, oh, let's see. Okay. A pink. Okay. I've had, I haven't had my blue today. And just sorting through them took me like 20 minutes. Whereas if I'd just taken the time before I left to just put them in a pill counter, Oh, well, anyway, it was, it was a high trash, like, like high treason. It was high trash, but yeah. That is how I travel is, uh, loose bags of pills just by like trash recognizes trash. That is how I travel. I, um, I put the more plastic coated guys together. Uh, if any of them are kind of powdery and gross, I'll give them their own bag. And uh, my kombucha bears get their own bag usually, unless I'm in a pinch, in which case I'll put them with the plastic ones. Um, yeah, and it's just loose pills. Loose, uh, loose pills. I don't even vitamins. label them. No, I don't even label them day or night. I just kind oh, of like because oh, you, you there's brave. only one. There's only one that I take twice a day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I am always just loose pills. I've thought about buying one of those little things. They're like a dollar um <laughs> so cheap it's so they're cheap. like crazy cheap to own one of those pill things but um but doesn't it just somehow feel high class to see somebody take out a, a a day a thing organized by nighttime daytime in the specific day nothing feels high class about this there's something that feels geriatric about that maybe that's what it is i think old people are classy just because they've lived longer that's oh funny. yeah no i yeah it doesn't <laughs> I, I almost like, I think that my loose pills are keeping me young because the counting, you have to do so much counting. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's stupid. I take like some, I take turmeric vitamins. I have to take two of those per day. So like, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, and just, just putting them all in, but, uh, I don't care. Loose, loose pills. Why are you trash? Why are you trash? So Trader Joe's has treats right now. Okay. Like they've got all, they said Thanksgiving pumpkin stuff. Get the fuck out of here. Get, get, you see the door? Get the fuck out of here. It's peppermint time, bitch. It's Christmas. So I was there uh, shopping for, you know, just, this is like a couple hours ago. I was shopping and uh, had to pick up some stuff for tonight. And I was like, well, I got, I got to get some treats. You know, there's some unfamiliar cookies and treats here. 
there's a, a few things that they hold that they have that I are off limits because I know I can't stop. But I was like, well, uh, I don't know if I can stop or not with these new ones. I best try. So I guess this is a two-parter. Part one is I bought uh, some treats that, let me go chronological. Yeah. Part one, I'm at the checkout counter and it's got to be in the Trader Joe's handbook that the people who work at Trader Joe's have to hold a conversation with you. They have to like chit chat. Yeah. And I have a little bit of social anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. just a, just a dash of it. I'm not huge fan of small talk and really don't like it. Um, even when I was waiting tables, I was like, I don't have regulars. I don't know these people's names. That's not how I make my money, you know, but these Trader Joe's people, they have to do it. And so like, I sit there and I chit chat and I feel to myself, wow, I'm really helping them right now. (laughs) I am doing something charitable because when their boss walks by, they're going to see this person engaged in a conversation. Like I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to say, yep, just went to Arizona. And then we went to San Diego and, Mm um, a lot, a lot of family, almost too much family. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Ha ha ha. Whatever. I am, I honestly should be eligible for sainthood because I'm like, wow, I'm really, really helping these people out by by talking to them. In reality, probably not helping them out at all. Probably just annoying them. So that's part one. Part two, uh, as I took my high and mighty ass to my car, (laughs) I couldn't even wait. Couldn't wait to get home to bust into some treats, Mm -hmm. right? Of course. Couldn't even be bothered to turn on the car, turn on the air. Nothing, nothing before I had to get into the streets. Mm. Like car door close into the treats. <laughs> in them. Got I, wouldn't to go. treat it, Gotta be I wouldn't expect it any other way. <laughs> yeah. What do you want me to do? You want me to turn my car on in the air? Like why? So because then someone's going to try to come take my spot. Fuck that. They need to wait because I'm getting treats. I love it. Oh, I love it. It means it reminds me of something that would happen like in an old timey sitcom or something. Oh, what's your favorite old timey sitcom? Old timey, lol. This isn't like Dick Van Dyke. What, what's your favorite? What's your favorite sitcom, America? My goodness, that's such a hard question. I feel like I've watched um, New Girl so many times. Yes, uh, I think that might be my favorite too because I've watched it so many times that I'm like, yeah. I, I must. I, I mean, I do love it, but yeah. I'm like, I must really love this because I've watched it so many times. The only thing I've watched almost as many times as New Girl. It's yep. friends. Oh, well, speaking of that, in our next story from yahoo.com, a woman was stuck behind a sofa and had to call the fire brigade. Yes, reminiscent of an episode of Friends where they all have to pivot, pivot to get the uh, couch around this woman trying to move a couch in and just got stuck. Yep. <laughs> So a woman, 53, who asked her surname not to be published, which Finally, we shall some respect. Finally, get some dignity. <laughs> some dignity. Jeez. She was moving into her basement with the help of her partner, Todd, when she, when she became stuck. So the daughter found her mother trapped on the wrong side of the sofa and tried to help before giving up and deciding to film her predicament and said, oh, is God. this daughter me? <laughs> you would just film? Like, here's the thing, baby Jessica down in the well, I'd have been like, oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, I'm a baby, obviously. No. And I'd be like, well, somebody's got to get this on TikTok. How else are we going to get her out besides raising an awareness campaign? You know, this is a 23 year old Gen Z girl who decided to film her mother stuck in a basement. Hey, I watched Barbarian on Halloween and, uh, I don't fuck around with getting stuck in basements. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Everything should be above board. Mm-mm. Absolutely. <laughs> so the footage shows the sofa covering the entrance of the base- basement <laughs> and the woman's hand sticking out a tiny gap between it and the stairwell. She it, was a- God. It's barbarian. All I'm visualizing is barbarian. <laughs> no. 
Oh God, God, God! Uh, she was there I know, for sorry. three that movie hours. Really fucked you up. I forgot. <laughs> fucked me up so bad. I, if you haven't seen Barbarian, sprint, sprint to the nearest television. It's on HBO Go or HBO Go Max. HBO Max. Mom, you wouldn't like it, so don't, don't, <laughs> don't do it. Don't listen to Erica. She takes a lot of your suggestions, Erica. I, 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 and that is like a, something I take response. I, I am honored that that is entrusted in me, and so I will, I will tamper my conditions with to take it or not to take it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) she was there for almost three hours her husband an energy company manager even made a hole in the wall trying to get the sofa into the basement but made no avail oh man three hours no i'm sorry i'm stuck for five minutes call the fire department absolutely what do you think's gonna happen between now and three hours from now like what the hell took so long People have, I mean, she could have, uh, I don't even want to get into the things that could have happened. But yeah, bad, 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 bad. I don't, I don't care for it. So everyone, of course, flooded the comment section. Uh, you know, when she, the daughter posted it to TikTok, it amassed 3 million views. And people just kept saying, 911, we didn't pivot. Hilarious. So, I mean, people, so funny, so funny. You know, when the police do get called on you, it's always good to have, you know, your credentials ready, though. Yes. And uh, this Florida man definitely was, you know, ready to clown. (laughs) So (laughs) from outkick.com, Florida man, a t-shirt available in the Trashy Trashy podcast merch store. If you go to, if you go to trashytrashypod.threadless.com, you can buy your own Florida man shirt. Anyway, uh, quick plug. I <laughs> anyway. mean, gotta keep the lights on. Gotta keep the lights on. Anyway. Hello. Gotta, what, do you, what do you think? These microphones run for free? <laughs> Florida man told police officers to call the FBI because he's allowed to carry meth. Florida man arrested on Wednesday. Found in possession of methamphetamine. All that checks out. Um, but during the arrest, he told the officer, you call the FBI because I have special permission to carry meth. The man, who's 50, was loitering near the wooded area close to a business when he was approached by a sheriff's deputy. He consented to a search during the encounter with the deputy, which is when you say, absolutely not, I'd like to speak my lawyer. No, do not consent for a personal search, sir. Anyway. I love that the uh, publication clarifies or specifies that he was loitering. Yes. You know, like, yeah, this guy was loitering (laughs) and then... So you would like to search me? Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. have nothing to hide except perhaps a small baggie containing a gram of crystal substance that tested positive for methamphetamine and was found in a pack of cigarettes. Well, but he that. had a license to carry it, he said. After he was read his rights, the man demanded that the deputy make a couple of phone calls, one of those to the FBI and the other to the St. Petersburg Police Department which was not the cops that were arresting him uh no those were the sheriffs so i pensacola county sheriff's department so he's Mm -hmm. saying you guys need to get your wire saw checked because the saint petersburg police department know the fbi knows but you county cops don't know what the hell you're talking about so like was he allowed to carry meth well it it appears not (laughs) i see I see. You know what? I appreciate the confidence. I do too. You know, you you miss you miss a hundred percent of the swings you don't take, as they say. It said Wayne Jordan, the best basketball hockey player of all time. Wayne Jordan. Wow. Wayne Gretzky or Michael Jordan. I can't remember which one of them said it, but people I, I think, think attributed it to Gretzky. the other. Yeah, oh, I think people I think people say both of those, but it's it's Wayne Gretzky who actually said it, right? Uh- i think some but I mean, now players that saying yelling, that i mean i know but people say i think it's like one of those things where it's like mark twain said and it's like no he didn't that's from cheers <laughs> that was, that was written in 1983 like what are you talking about but, yeah. as abraham lincoln once said sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name absolutely <laughs> speaking of you know where everybody knows your name my bologna has a first name <gasps> oh yeah, yeah yeah um i don't i don't remember the rest of the song is it oscar wiener oscar meyer 
maybe I feel like either way we don't have the rights to sing it you know I, I'm afraid that that we we could get a strike against us if we tried to if we tried to sing it so let's just go on to our next story from the charlotteobserver.com I have a little bit of an issue with this story because I think that it's pretty like I'm an open book on this podcast so the fact that we're doing a story about me is kind of bullshit okay well Cass I, I just didn't I didn't know if I could get it past you so I had to put it on the dock okay no, you caught me as a 32-year-old U.S. citizen. <laughs> um, I tried entering Texas at the Paso del Norte border crossing in downtown El Paso, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and I was found with something. A whopping 769 pounds of bologna and cheese seized from two vehicles. So you had an accomplice. I did. I did. <laughs> Who's driving the other car? Girl, you know it was you. Oh, damn it. I know. All right, guys. We're so sorry. We tried to smuggle 484 pounds of bologna and 285 pounds of cheese into we the We just US. have a big party. We have a big party, a big charcutes. The charcutes play, Okay. I mean, like, look, the worst thing you can do when setting up the right charcuterie is underbuy what you need. Oh, God. So help me if there's gaps and then you have to spread, like, you have to put, like, a spread of honey or, like, fig like a spread of big fucking sprig of rosemary bitch i can't eat that i can't put put a piece of cheese on it or i'm I'm chucking the whole thing oh man (laughs) so it was uh all right fine we'll admit it it wasn't us it wasn't us Um, but it sounds like something we would have done it definitely feels right it feels on brand but um there was a, a border officer noticing some nervousness during the routine interview. Well, I'd be nervous too if I had 484 pounds of bologna that I needed to get into a fridge stat. Yep. 404 or 44 rolls of Mexican bologna. It was hidden in his toolbox of the driver's truck and under a blanket on the truck floor. Man, you got to tape some of it to your body, right? Like you got to there's got to be some under your sweatshirt, you dumb dumb. Just be fucking cool, man. Sounds like it was hidden well enough. You just yeah. he was just sweating, getting the meat sweats because he probably previously had 485 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but he's yes. you know you he's gotten the snacks. He this, got it. This car. man isn't going to be in charge with the meat cartel because he's a little light on the load. Oh man. <laughs> Can you imagine losing a pinky for one pound of bologna? Because you're like, uh, the order was for 485 pounds. Oh, I'm sorry. I got hungry. (laughs) I'm sorry. This is so good. I love charcuterie. (laughs) Side note. uh, Have you been seeing this come up online more and more? The butter boards? No. You haven't heard of this? No. What's going on? So... Gone are the days of a classic charcuterie or a cheese board. Mm-hmm. Now people are creating butter boards. So they put butter all over, you know, a wood board and put like some edible flowers or garlic or whatever the fuck they want on it. And then they just serve it like the board and people just dip bread into it. And oh, I'm seeing this. Uh, yeah it's like it's the new like kind of midwest white lady thing to do and i feel like if in first glance you're like oh that's kind of a nifty idea and then you think about it longer and you go okay so after the party when you're cleaning up who's cleaning up the butter board and Mm. also do you want people's great greasy ass fingers like that close to like I don't know. It's just like, that's going to get screwed up so fast. And then it's going to look bad. Sometimes I think my hobbies are frivolous. Like if we're headed into some type of like society deconstruction or like an apocalypse, uh-huh. but then I think, well, then there's the butterboard lady and I've got like a one up on her. You know, that's like what she's, if we're like picking teams on like who can survive, and I'm like, well, I can do this and this. And she's like, if we come across some cows and make butter, I could make a butter board for the mutants. And it's like, pick me over her, you know, like. You're like, you know, um, some guy out there named like Dallas is yelling for his wife, Brooklyn Danielle, in the other room. Are you ready, Brooklyn Danielle? Our guests will be here soon. I'm just perfecting the peaks on the butterboard. 
you would know that if you helped ever, Dallas. <laughs> I work six days a week to put this goddamn house on the block. No, I think you have a good representation of Dallas. I think Dallas jumps to violence quick. He's probably pretty aggressive. He does. He does. And Brooke's just like, and making butterboards, just dreaming about the life she could have had if she'd have married, you know, Chad. She's just totally right. The butter thinner. Or if she would have just, you know, graduated high school (laughs) and didn't give birth to their daughter, Oakland Paisley. (laughs) Spelled with Y's the whole way through, though. And their little son, Dakota. <laughs> With a Y. All right. Speaking of uh, babies, let's get into our next story from yourtango.com. Sorry to anyone who has any of the names that I just listed. You know, it's a goof. Get over it. I guess that's a bad apology, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Get over it. <laughs> Sorry. We didn't make the population 8 billion. You did, you know. So Nick Cannon did. You and Nick Cannon. <laughs> Who? All right. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, babies, Nick Cannon, I don't know, pregnant ladies. <laughs> pregnant mom who was invited to her own baby shower wonders if she's wrong for being upset. This is for the from the subreddit. Uh, your tango. Yes, as Erica said, but also taken from the subreddit of the Am I the Asshole, which we love. We love oh. that Reddit. Love, love a YTA. Love just, just, just disclaiming. First sentence, you're the asshole. And then they go, no, no, let me explain. I'm also a Nazi who doesn't believe in, in global warming. And it's like, no, yeah, you're still the asshole. But they're like, but they didn't bring a hostess gift. And you're like, well, maybe they're the asshole. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is from a woman says, my boyfriend and I have been living together for four years. We lived. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Starting over. My boyfriend and I have been together for four years. We lived separately. He was 30 and lived with his parents. I was 31 and lived with my six-year-old. We had a baby on September 14th. Baby shower was scheduled sometime in August. And her boyfriend's aunt told the woman that the shower was only for him, his male relatives, and male friends. However, she realized that her that her boyfriend's aunt lied because the boyfriend's mother, female cousin, and aunt also attended as well. Hmm. She said I wasn't allowed to come. If it were a men-only baby shower, why were there women there? She questioned. So she was like, well, weird vibe to not be invited to a baby shower for a baby that I'm literally carrying right now. Yeah. So she's like, I feel like as if you should have set up for me. He didn't show up to to many of the baby appointments except for two of them. Because he hadn't. He hadn't defended her when it came to this baby shower. Like he, he was just basically like, As, I'm not throwing it. It's not my control. Yeah. So the one appointment he showed up to was when they found out the gender. It was her birthday and he had to leave shortly after because he's spending the day with his mom. Ooh. Well, you might be the asshole simply for being with a guy like this for four years. Yeah. So basically uh, the woman said the boyfriend told her that his aunt was throwing the baby shower without inviting Hadn't been done out of spite. And then it was supposed to be the guys only. But then people showed up, the family, and but didn't defend him to his mother. So it's like, hmm. Sounds like you may be marrying this man's mother as well. And that's probably not going to work out. There was also a three-hour glucose test that he he attended. That was another appointment. But he was on the entire on the phone the entire time talking to his mom. This is a lot of red flags, lady. Lining up the flags. Uh, yeah, I, I say not the asshole uh, for being upset and you should probably work out a nice co-parenting situation with his mother because that's who you're going to be co-parenting with. Oh, what a nightmare. Yeah, we yeah. have an update, a trashy, oh. trashy update. Yes. So Please. we covered a story a little while ago about a lady who went to a conference and then claimed that at that conference, she met her soulmate. I think that they exchanged a lot of like prolonged eye contact and then they had this like great night together, et cetera, et cetera. She ended up leaving her husband of 14 years. That was what we had covered prior. The update is this soulmate who she left her husband in life for ghosted her ass. Damn. It's almost as if. (laughs) I mean, this is like an episode of the white Lotus. Like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Ah. 
I mean, it's almost as if like good vibes aren't enough to leave your partner for forever. Uh, you yeah, got a dose think... of what's what the grass was and it ain't greener, you know? No, no. Um, but I bet uh, I bet her ex-husband's laughing or you he's know, grateful and he's like not, you know, he can never go on without her. Who's to say people are wild. People are wild. Yeah, not sure. You know who's who's not laughing? That's for damn sure. The man from our next story from insider.com. A man in China was hospitalized after he ate a whole crab live to take revenge for his daughter after it had pinched her. That'll show it. <laughs> this guy is a ride or die for his kid. Yeah. I mean, honestly. So he he's 39-year-old man, got seen by doctors at a hospital for severe back pain about two months ago after he swallowed this crab. Um, doctors like, why did you eat a live crab? And he was like, I wanted to take revenge for my daughter. Duh, idiot. I, I mean, honestly, like some people, I, I, I mean, this is like a movie. You know, he's like, I'd set the world on fire. It started with a crab, but then- when she got betrayed by her her husband, maybe like, yeah, this is this is the origin story. Okay. This is a movie. <laughs> so this is what happens when she's little. The dad yeah. eats a crab live for her because it bit her in the stream. It pinched her with a small little grabber. So he put it in his mouth for revenge. And then we cut to she's a grown-up. She's married. She has her own children. But her husband, he's he's a no good he's in with the mob and he, he completely betrays their family right yeah and he goes full john wick on this guy because it bit his daughter you know it's the same thing he's like why'd you do it and he's like i wanted to take revenge for my daughter those are the last I mean, words you know? i love it i love yeah. this you know <laughs> i think it's really stupid but a lot of things we talk about on the show are really stupid and i love them and i think that you know get someone get someone who will eat a crab for you truly that is love Ooh. so he he went to the doctor with some pain in his chest abdomen liver and digestive systems and the doctor was asking him all sorts of questions like have you eaten any live game have you eaten anything you know strange and eventually the wife was like you gonna mention the goddamn live crab you ate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this thing was just eat like fucking him up on the inside and because yeah. he, he had what he they took blood tests he had three parasitic infections from eating this live crab so live I mean, don't crab eat, don't eat okay. things out of a river no almost anything <laughs> yeah crab is typically cooked in china it is sometimes served raw but marinated in alcohol earning the nickname the nickname drunken crabs so he was like oh just take a shot of whiskey and i'll eat this crab and oh do the same 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 right live crab and chaser <laughs> honestly that's like a you know like surf turf what's the one for air you know like we uh, like i'm I, this guy like this guy did it all he just mostly stuck to the surf though surf turf and air you're right isn't there is there one for there needs to be a name for whatever's because it's like those buffets you know surf and turf all you can eat oh yeah well i got birds at mine motherfucker like now i'm the winner that's how you win the buffets as you figure surf, out a name. Surf, turf, and sky is what surf, it's called. Surf, turf, and sky. Yeah, surf, turf, and sky. Come on down to Trashy Trashy's big old surf, turf, and skies buffet. A live crab on the menu. You know, speaking of alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have a story sent in by Adam Cantley and Tina Curry herself. Wow, wow. A, a power couple, if I've ever heard of one. No kidding. From CNN.com. And this is from real life journalism too. There's a Texas woman who was arrested after smuggling an endangered species spider monkey in a box that she claimed held beer, which like it's already kind of a tedious task to, you know, be traveling with alcohol. So it's like she could yeah. have chosen just about anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when she told the U.S. Border Patrol it was beer. It was actually a little endangered spider monkey that she planned to sell, not even to keep. Oh, what a dirtbag. What a dirtbag. I'm, I'm not excusing. <laughs> not excusing smuggling endangered animals if you're keeping them. I'm just saying like. Oh, yeah. I mean, having there's a, a hierarchy as a pet is a different type of dirtbag. Yes, yes, yes. There's a hierarchy of dirtbaggery. And, and yeah. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, she pled guilty to smuggling the wildlife without declaring it and invoicing it, fleeing an immigration checkpoint after a months long investigation. <laughs> She's like, gotta go. Got my, gotta get my beer back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they noticed a wooden box holes inside her car when she was going through border patrol she was like oh it's beer the beer needs to breathe <laughs> um but they opened it they found a spider monkey uh and they were like you got to go to this line <laughs> and she was like no i don't and just took off bye-bye later yeah. and then you know did what anyone else would do and start posting online to be like hey uh any for sale spider monkey use a burner you dumb dumb that was her own phone number did she really oh my yeah, god she, yeah that's how they found her was she listed her phone number uh, you know what like i know it's like really jumping to the next story so fast but it's just so like what a power couple her and this missouri man that we're about to talk about honestly if they would have just met up i mean this would be the new bonnie and clyde uh, according to NewYorkPost.com, a Missouri man writes a demand note while robbing a bank. But what does he use for a piece of paper? His birth certificate. Oh, and what accessories did he have on? An ankle monitor from an earlier offense. <laughs> the man, 30 years old, pled guilty to robbing a Bank of America branch in Springfield last summer. He said he did it to prove a point to his lover, though it's unclear what he was trying to make. Maybe they do know each other. Can you even believe it's, some people like they must get like horny just getting caught like this just I can't figure out sometimes when people do things that I really can't put my finger on why they would ever do it. I just have to assume it's a sex thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this kind of was because, you know, he was proving a point to his lover by being like, I'll rob a bank and I'll let them know exactly who I am. <laughs> he only give me sold... my birth certificate. Yes, give me. Uh, do you have any scraps of paper? No, no. He only sold $754. And he said, the note said, give your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. Maybe that wasn't a threat. Maybe that was just like, hey, if you are, you know, into stuff, I've got enough. I've got, we could do a threesome real quick. I've got a partner outside. For $754, we could be doing some, some sex stuff. I, I mean, should I be a lawyer? Look at me just coming up with criminal defenses. <laughs> you so. shouldn't be a lawyer. And also, I think it's as good a time as any to remind everyone listening, Erica and I, are not lawyers and everything that we say is not advice and um every except like maybe what we're hoarding that's advice um and uh everything is alleged and blah 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 and we this is a comedy podcast so get over it oh man so as he drove away from the bank he saw police cars responding to the robbery coming causing him to become scared so he threw the money out of the truck along with his birth certificate and ID. What a clown. So he'd stolen his roommate's truck to do it. And so he texted her that his that her truck was stolen and she should listen to the police scanner. God damn what? It. This guy sounds like drama. Yeah. So yes, next he went on Facebook Live. Like well, close. He told the authorities that him and his lover had gotten to an argument that day and that he had robbed the bank to prove a point. <laughs> and they were like, okay. I, I uh, I've, I've like, gotten into fights right that to, bad. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. And he was like, no need. No, I did it. <laughs> and you need to tell her I did it. So I win the argument. I mean, he could go to jail for like 20 years for this. Yeah. What's God. the point? So, and that's what's crazy. They have his photo on the surveillance. Then it was uh -huh. confirmed that he was there through the GPS tracking on his ankle monitor. Oh, boy. Come on. I mean, we, we can't write. I have an idea, but we can't do it. But, oh, my goodness. My goodness. My goodness. Maybe his lover is just three hots in a cot. <gasps> oh. Ever think about that? I like that. Yeah. He wants, he... He's in love with the with the game, man. He's in love with the machine. And he just wants to get back into prison. He said, well, how can I get back into prison? 
I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Let me take my birth certificate, try to rob a bank with it, throw it out the window, and then blame it on a lover. You know what I'm going to say, Cass? And I can't believe you haven't said it. What? You know what this man sounds like? What a time traveler. Like? <gasps> Why Holy else shit. would he have to rob this bank in such a stupid way? Get rid of his identification so he can make the time jump. Right? Like, this guy's a time traveler. Holy shit. The bank the, to prove the a point. Yes. The fame from the turkey has slowed down my brain. I didn't even see it. Yes. When he says he had to prove a point, that's like, that's a point <gasps> in the future or the past of uh, this. Yes. This man is a time traveler. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're right. You of course, his lover's can. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Holy You're sleep shit. at the wheel, Cass. I can't I, believe truly. It. I can't believe it. Well, yeah. I don't know. What's something stupid? What's something stupider than me not catching on that that guy was a traveler? Running a marathon? Good answer. From the Huffington Post.com <laughs> chain smoking marathoner finishes in under three and a half hours, and he's done it before. Nicknamed Uncle Chin, the 50-year-old runner finished the race in 574th place, beating nearly a thousand others. So marathon runners, a dedicated bunch, they fine-tune their breathing to maximize oxygen, yada, 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 26.2-mile race, blah, blah, blah. This guy is a 50-year-old Chinese man who decides to take a more leisurely approach, and he chain-smoked his way through the marathon in China in under three and a half hours. Pretty crazy. That's wild. <laughs> I lo- I mean, I just love it. They've got photos of him just ch- chugging away. The Man. vibe of this is to say, like, you know, that kind of stubbornness of, like, people being like, you really need to do this differently. And he goes, no, this is what works. Yep. What works, I don't breathe right if I'm not breathing in cigarette smoke. I get more oxygen by doing that. Trust me. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this is extreme? Have you ever heard of the um Barkley marathons? No. Okay. This is the most insane thing I've ever I've watched multiple videos about it. Okay. So this man, this old man, has his own marathon. Okay. And only 40 people, men and women, get to run it every year. So it's elite runners from all over. But the okay, here's there's so many strange conditions. So basically you run it forward and then backwards several times. You register for the race. It, it, uh, you have to mail an application, which is subject to change every year. It's a non-refundable registration <laughs> fee of $1.60, and it's a secret. So there's no official race website. If you're accepted, you re- receive a letter of condolence from the old man, Contrell, who runs, who organizes it. You have to pay another fee. Condolences, because it's so hard. I'm about to get into what, what makes it so okay, crazy. Okay, okay, Racers are also expected to pay another fee, which often takes the form of an article of clothing, such as white button-up shirt or socks. He picks up the items to the race every year. He just wants to go shopping. So uh, if you're the first-time runner, he asks you to bring a license plate from the state or country that you're a part of. The course is not well-known outside those who have attempted the loop. <laughs> so it's in the frozen head state park. And so basically what he does is you must complete, complete five loops of this course. Each distance is about 20 miles. The runners say it, you know, it's, it's roughly a marathon each time, basically, but the elevation ranges to 60,000 feet to down. You gain 60,000 feet in total running it. Whoa. At the beginning, <laughs> runners, you're subjected to thorns, prayers, unpleasant plants. Cause it's off trail on trail, you know, the race date <laughs> takes place the first weekend of April, although sometimes it's been in run, run in March to throw off spectators because they don't want people kind of knowing about it. Oh but my God. This, it's crazy. So this old man just, it's, it's, it's just him just being like, well, I just wanted him to run it. So how it works Why do they have is, to do it so many times? Because it's, 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 it's that hard. It's, it's, it's his thing. So <laughs> the race starts sometimes between midnight and noon, usually on a Saturday. However, you're never told when it'll officially start. The only indication they receive at the start time is that Cantrell, the old man, blowing on a conch shell, which could come in the middle of the night to signify that the race will start in exactly one hour. The runners line up at the yellow gate of the campground. And when he lights a cigarette, that starts the race along with the clock. 
you have 60 oh hours to complete it. It's a hard cutoff. And it's a hundred um, miles, basically. It's, it's a hundred miles, miles but the loop, like you never know what, what the loop is. Each loop has to be done in about 12 hours to, to run it. <laughs> Runners must touch the yellow gate as they leave each loop. It, it's, it's literally insane. So there's no bibs that indicate you're running it. Um, there's little checkpoints that he has. Your bib number is a page number you need to rip out of that book. So he puts little books along the way of this is you're on the right trail and if you've hit it you need to pull out your number from this little booklet that he makes there's no gps or any type of technology for you to have done it it's just insane it's just truly this old man's like you know what i'd like i'd like a bunch of young folk to run around and but uh i've watched a documentary about it and it's like him just lighting a cigarette and they're like time to get ready it's crazy you know i love it like the fact that like things like base jumping and free soloing exists yeah this somehow makes sense like that there's just some people who need to do the most and what's crazier than like letting this kooky old man yeah make you jump through a thousand hoops and special (laughs) things just to buy him clothes and run a hundred miles yeah oh and if you drop out (laughs) taps is played on the bugle to symbolize that you're tapping out of the race (laughs) oh my god it's 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 truly google the barkley marathon and watch videos and just see this old man that's just like yeah just thought i'd like him running (laughs) it's it's so funny I love it. It's truly insane. But yeah, I want to see this man run it, you know? Oh, yeah. I bet he never does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say that again. Say that ringleader. Quite the ringleader. Oh, you know what? Speaking of ringleaders, Cass, are you ready? I'm ready, girl. Well, it is time for the dumpster fire of the week. Oh, my God. Thanksgiving may be over. But stories about turkeys sure aren't. Mm-hmm. This comes to us from theguardian.com. He kind of ramps them up, they say, about Kevin, the ringleader of turkeys that terrorize a Massachusetts town. Uh, a w- city of Woburn, which is near Boston, uh, becomes subjected to attacks and intimidations by a group of wild turkeys, especially Kevin. You know what? I don't think that these turkeys are terrorizing you that much if you took the time to name one of them, Kevin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But but I digress. Well, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh, oh God. <laughs> so uh, millions of turkeys across the U.S. just apply to fear for their safety, of course. But here in Warburn, in the northwest part of Boston, people have been subject to a barrage of attacks and imitation by a group of these five wild turkeys, and the situation forcing some to take an improvised weapons and residents reporting being trapped in their homes. So they're they're led by a male bird named Kevin who arrived two years ago, and initially they were docile birds, but as time passed, they have become even more pugnacious. Uh, good word. What on earth does it mean? Pugnacious. Eager. Eager. Or quick to argue. Quarrel or Quarrel fight. Or fight. Ooh, I feel like I'm kind of pugnacious. I'm pugnacious. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. We should make a shirt. Ooh. So they don't let you out of your house. They peck at cars. They stop traffic. They go after kids on bikes. If you're walking, jogging, or anything like that, they'll come for you. <laughs> so the population of all turkeys has ballooned in massachusetts in recent years the birds which were reintroduced to the state in the 1970s sleep in trees or even on lampposts at nights but during the day the gang of five spends most of its time on tolson's lawn tolson being um this woman who was uh being interviewed for this not like a park or anything yeah they're black to brownish bronze with white wing bars blackish brown tail feathers and bluish gray to red head i mean that just sounds like a turkey Um, yeah i was gonna say also i I couldn't point them out of a lineup you know this feels like she's just kind of stereotyping i don't i mean honestly just tell me if you see five turkeys at once (laughs) get out of there get out (laughs) so uh people um people will leave brooms and rakes at their front door so that they can get them out uh, if the turkeys are there, um, she says some days it's really frustrating because they'll get like an Amazon package and she can't go get it because the turkeys are there. 
just to wait until like nighttime. Oh my God. <laughs> like, that's crazy. What a bunch of bullies. She she knows the routine, so she just can kind of work around them, she says. Yeah. So like Erica said, 1970 is when turkeys were reintroduced to Massachusetts. It was a group of biologists that trapped 37 birds in New York State and released them into Southwest Massachusetts. And then they were just like thriving. They were loving the East Coast life. Um, so now there's 30 to 35,000 turkeys in Massachusetts. I have a theory. Okay. Is this New York trying to, to like, into, is this uh, like biological warfare by the Whoa. state of New York onto this, onto Massachusetts? They're like, oh, oh, how nice. Well, oh yeah, we brought you turkeys back. Here, have fun, have fun. Meanwhile, at the secret headquarters in New York State, they're just sitting there watching this town being like, yes, Kevin, yes, keep them in their homes. Yes, don't let them come to the city. Maybe this is an anti-tourism diabolical plot. You know, keep wow. keep people in Massachusetts out of New York because they can't leave their homes. So that's like a 50-year-long game of trying to just hope that these turkeys eventually become dicks. Maybe Kevin was activated. Like he's like a sleeper cell. Yes. So Mass Wildlife says that you don't need to hesitate when it comes to scaring or threatening a bold, aggressive turkey. <laughs> Loud noises, swatting with a broom, water spraying from a hose. Like don't feed them ever. Keep bird feeders off the ground. But like for real, don't let the turkeys intimidate you. You can, if you see a turkey, like don't be afraid to just fuck them up there's a fact sheet that they had to distribute to the residents called living with wild turkeys <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> i'm sorry I, i've never been terrorized by a bird like this so i understand this makes me think of the staircase and the owl theory someone's going to die and it's going to become the turkey theory so kevin definitely seems to amp up everybody like the the female turkeys are more mellow and not so territorial but like he amp he amps them up and actually when kevin's not around they will just sort of mind their own business and walk away from you i think maybe someone should just like take out kevin if he's the problem you know we can't do this with our government uh you should cut that uh <laughs> you're talking you're calling for vigilante justice on kevin look dude if it's the if that's the problem if these turkeys are chill minus when kevin's around kevin sounds like a bully and bullies need to be handled who's gonna stand up to kevin i think maybe they need to introduce to another kevin. set of wild birds no no and then it could be like the jets and the sharks like, i exactly see and we <laughs> we can't have a jets and a sharks situation with the wild turkeys in massachusetts or these people will never leave their house you know well it, it, then it's just the turkeys fighting each other not the people oh but it's like the cartels erica it hurt it affects everyone yeah yeah you're right yeah yeah Ugh, damn i this is i mean i i you know there's coyotes in los angeles there's coyotes in, in los angeles and especially in my old neighborhood silver lake and I would always tell my roommates, oh, coyotes are way more scared of you than you are of them. You know, they're, they're, they're just little, basically little bully dogs. No big deal. You know, keep your dogs on a leash. No big deal. One night I was in Silver Lake. I parked my car right in front of my house. I was on my phone as one does. And I look up, there's a pack of three coyotes circling my car. Oof. Like making the rounds, not like just waiting on me, just like circling looking at me like you gonna come out bitch it was terrifying <laughs> and at yeah, that point i was no like way. oh these are city coyotes these aren't country coyotes. <laughs> the city ones aren't aren't afraid of you <laughs> the city ones are like it's like the movie the warriors like yes it's not to play. chill there's signs all over burbank like that advise they all just advise what to do when you see a coyote and you're according to the city of burbank the recommendation is to scream go away coyote <laughs> apparently that gets them every time the secret phrase they're on to us <laughs> go away coyote uh oh my god i love it i love in the it fetal position while you have your head cradled 
crying. No way, coyote. Oh my what are you hoarding? Oh, I gotta know. I'm, I'm hoarding a movie. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It it also made me cringe so hard, which I think is is my new favorite genre of thing where okay. I just go, oh, I'm so uncomfortable. But it's called The Triangle of Sadness. Have you heard of it? I think I have heard of this. Okay. So it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a black comedy and um, I believe it's from a Swedish director and it's got um, Woody Harrelson is somebody that you may, you know, super, uh, but Dolly DeLeon, uh, Harris Dickinson, but it's basically a male model and his girlfriend, you know, female model get on a luxury cruise and it, ah it's like it's a eat the rich kind of thing uh the the cruise goes down that's all you know it's in the trailer it's a luxury cruise a super yacht and basically the freaking (laughs) upsell you know it's it's just a commentary on class and money and wealth and it's just it's crazy it's crazy uh i i can't recommend it enough i laughed i cringed what's it on um, you can buy it on iTunes. It's in movie theaters right now. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, but we watched it on iTunes. It, it was in the box office, but I would say rent it at home so you can pause it and just go, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because it, it made me so uncomfortable. At times. And I, I'm never going to be. buzz with this one. Yes. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, some awards I'm... buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Like I'm nowhere near, 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 near wealthy enough to have ever been in this but i was like what if what if they revolt <laughs> like, you know they? I mean? like what if the poor's revolt it was yeah <laughs> but i'm the poor but it was still just watching it you go Ugh. anyway it was not the poor not the poors yeah it's Ugh. really good though i would i would recommend 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 watching it all right yeah. cool now what are you hoarding um like I'm an idiot or if the (laughs) algorithm has just got to me finally, but Netflix has a lot of mid to late nineties, early two thousands, like movies on there right now (laughs) that I don't recall being there. I've been watching a lot of movies. Like I haven't been watching TV really at all, just tons and tons of movies. And um, so I don't have one in particular to recommend. I just more recommend taking a taking a look see at that section of netflix and seeing if anything there uh you know floats your boat i watched um 17 again you know matthew perry zach efron leslie mann you know like why i don't know but i watched it i watched rat race um, yes that's a good one which yeah i haven't seen that since i was a kid and i was like holy smokes there's jokes galore that would have went just right over my head that don't now. And uh, the rat race starring Seth Green, um, uh, Rowan Atkinson, uh, Brennan, Brennan Freight. Is his name? It's not, it's not Brennan Frazier. It's, but I think Mm. this guy's also named Brennan. Oh, jeez. I'll find it. I'll find it. it Breckin Meyer. Breckin Meyer. Breckin Meyer. Okay, but you knew who I was talking about. Yes. Um, I one time uh we were valeting our car at the same time. And I was picking my car up and he was, you know, uh waiting on his as well. And he was with two very attractive young ladies, much younger than him, I might say. And uh-huh. trying to orchestrate the both of them to come home with him. And oh. neither were super into it. But well, he was working, he was working overtime at the old ballet stand by birds. And I was just sitting there going, oof. yeah, I'm just waiting for my piece of shit, little Volkswagen bug. Do you want me to come home? <laughs> I said, I'll go hang out. heard of robot chicken. Uh, <laughs> um, so watch Rat Race. I watched Notting Hill. Um, mm. Watched uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know. It's been a weird few days. I've just, or like, even like into last week while I was working, just kind of like been feeling out movies. So I guess I'm hoarding, like, we've been in such an era of television. Um, and I'm certainly not suggesting you see anything new, mm-hmm. but take a, take a trip down memory lane, you know, watch Wedding Crashers. It's all on Netflix right now. Um, 
see see how an hour and 45 minutes of a story that you kind of remember treats you it might it might feel a little bit better than television right now because it's that's how it's been feeling for me okay a little comfort a little comfort yeah absolutely yeah. what are you throwing away yeah i'm throwing away if you have to id someone you know for purchasing alcohol or you know on any occasion uh-huh. don't comment on the state that they're in if it's different from where you are oh I, god <laughs> i Something that only happens in Oklahoma, probably, or anywhere outside of California, really. Yeah, yeah. Oh, California. Oh, wow. I mean, the amount of, like, discourse that me and Winston had to have while we were in Oklahoma about being from California to people that saw our IDs and, oh, y'all home for, y'all from around, you know, just the whole, oh, California, that seems so expensive there, I bet. And I was like... I'm going to get a fake ID. This is a, you know, a joke, knock on wood. This is a joke, you know, podcast. But I was like, I'm going to get a goddamn fake ID just for when I go to Oklahoma. That says I live there. <laughs> you know? They hate us because they ain't us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> people have some opinions about California. Like, just keep going to, to Colorado. Colorado, they have like, I've seen people with bumper stickers being like, hey, Californians turn leave yeah get out and like taylor even makes the joke like when we get our ids checked somewhere else like just here on vacation not moving and like the people like laugh appreciatively of that and i'm like yeah oh we'll go why because you don't like good economy fuck off i know i know it's wild get over it i had a waitress who you know gave a lot of commentary about being from california but then she said sorry if i'm a little loopy i took a bunch of benadryl and we said okay no big deal. And she's like, again, our waitress is about to serve us food. She's like, I broke out into a bunch of hives from the vape I was smoking. Yeah. Again, but unnecessary. California is weird and yes. expensive. But it's please been... tell me more about the hives you broke out into while you're about to serve me food. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are, what are you throwing away? Okay, so... I'm not gonna lie to you. This was originally something I was gonna hoard, but as I was hoard- as I was thinking about hoarding it, I was like, eh, maybe I should throw it away instead. So okay. I so I'll just put that as a disclaimer. Okay. Do it yourself Christmas decor, okay? Yeah. Is sometimes achievable and sometimes looks nice. However, I guess I'm still throwing it out because <laughs> other times it's just the internet trying to trick you, you know? <laughs> so I, I made a wreath, right? And it's all of Christmas ornaments, like baubles. Aww. I got the bobble. Yeah, it looks good. But girl, this took me like two and a half hours and like <laughs> a lot of hot glue. My yeah. back was hurting after. All the while, I could have just, because I probably paid, I don't know, like $17 for all the equipment together to make it. Mm -hmm. I don't think that an ornament wreath probably would have run me more than $30. (laughs) So I guess like, is it, does it feel like an achievement because I made something? Sure. But first of all, not every Dollar Tree is the same. So everyone's like, here's a Dollar Tree hack. The fuck it is, dude. Mm-hmm. You're, so I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing out DIY Christmas decor simply based on the fact that I think that there is a unrealistic pressure when you see ladies who make butter boards mm-hmm. also put out TikToks about all this DIY Christmas decor that they are able to create using eight things from the Dollar Tree. And it's like, that's just it's not real you know the internet's not real um <laughs> this just in cassandra hates bob cratchit and his poor family's homemade <laughs> christmas decorations well that's how the internet will me? take that mm-hmm. <laughs> i think oh. shoot give it a shot if you think you can do it do it i mean i did it i did the wreath i'll send a picture and we can post it on instagram i made it it happened but it wasn't fucking easy. And yeah. remember what your time is worth, you know? Yeah. 
Yes. What you're, remember what yes. your time is worth. You're not always saving money if something took you four hours to do. Yes. Now, if you love it, if you're like, this is fun, then absolutely do it. But I didn't think after a while that that was very fun. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so much glue. And what if this looks bad? So anyways, <clears throat> where can the people find you? You can find me at Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and on TikTok at Iconic Erica Curry, as well as at TrashyTrashyPodcast.Threadless.com all day. I'll just be there. I'll just be hanging out if you want to pop over, you know, anytime. Anyway, where can the people find you, Cassandra? At Cass Cardiness on Instagram and tic- on TikTok, even though I don't really post on TikTok, but you know, you're welcome to send me stuff. I love that. Also- <laughs> and you can also find me um, at TrashyTrashyPod.com threadless.com um i'll be there too because we have some really good shirts and i think you guys should go check them out and maybe grab one for yourself or for a loved one you can find this podcast at trashy trashy podcast uh on instagram um on twitter if it still exists on tiktok and uh trashy trashy podcast.com we have a fantastic website trashy trashy podcast at gmail.com both of those places are a great place to tell us why you're trash and send us stories we love when you do that we also really love when you guys leave us five star reviews it helps us out a lot um on wherever you listen to podcasts uh means us means the world helps us grow uh and you're a valued part of this podcast yes even you listening, even you. Yes. And thank you to our, our, uh, you know, our listeners and Chad for making us the number one entertainment news podcast in the <laughs> in country, Chad, Chad. Chad Africa <laughs> for yeah. several, 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 several uh, days running. So thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. That's uh, that ain't nothing. Yep. Uh, not that I'm not, you know, I'm just saying, step it up, step it up everywhere else. Look at you, Bulgaria. <laughs> you northern ireland in the uk hey cass what's going on girl stay garbage you stay garbage girl i will bye-bye. bye bye bye